0: Although we've got so much great admin support here at the podcast, we're focused on just doing what we love, which is interacting with you, the community, and getting on the mics and recording podcasts. It means we're going to have a lot more time to answer your questions and to get back to you fast. If you'd like to put an audio question on the podcast, there's two ways you can do that. You can give us a ring at 888-554-8428. That's a toll-free number, 888-554-8428. Or you can just record an mp3 file on your computer and just kick it to me at dan at lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Be sure to plug your site and we'll put it on the show. Today on the podcast, Ian's got a new office, how to visualize your revenue figures and how to find your five hours. Let's get moving. Hey everybody, welcome to the Lifestyle Business Podcast where we believe starting a profitable business is the best way to achieve the lifestyle that you desire. How you doing, Ian? I'm
1: doing great, Dan. What's going on over there in the Philippines?
0: In the Philippines, it's hot, man. Everybody's talking about how hot it is. I'm sweating. I'm feeling dizzy. I thought I was feeling dizzy because you're yelling at me every day about all the stuff. I'm not getting done, <laughs> but it, it turns out it's just really hot. I heard a rumor that you are sitting in our brand new office. Tell me the story of, real quick, why did you get an office? What's going on there? What's the vibe like? And What kinds of things you know, do you have to think about if you're going to get an office like that? And Anyway, why did you get another office when you already had an office? Are you just greedy or what?
1: Uh, that's just how we roll. No, no, it's totally not greedy. Let me tell you about our office. Our office is situated in such a way that we have an awesome view of the airport, and we also have an awesome view of the bay. Uh, is a shared space with another company, and we're doing it startup style over here, baby. We all plunk down in, in one room, and uh, we're banging it out together, and uh, yeah, that's how we roll. Um, it's a mile and a half from my house. First of all, let me tell you, you already know about what my commute used to be um, because you used to do the same commute 45 miles each way to the office (laughs) so it was time to move uh, closer to home you know I was burning I was burning an 8 to 10 hour day just driving in the car so it was time to move and no it's not expensive Uh, I'm not spending all of your money
0: we're talking about lifestyle considerations basically here I mean how do you think it's going to improve the lifestyle and the personal freedom of everybody that's working for our company
1: Um, it's really impacted everybody. I think, you know, one of our guys was doing basically the same commute, loves living by the beach, didn't want to live up north. Um, and, uh, you know, we're all in a room together. So I'm really happy about that because we're going to be able to bang it up startup style. And I I love working that way. I love working, you know, face to face, desk to desk, you know, just hammering out prodigy problems so really excited about that and yeah it was a total lifestyle decision I mean you know I can ride my bike to work now and that's that's what matters to me at this at this time in my life I mean before it was um, it was a little different you know I, I sacrificed did what we had to until we had a little bit of cash and we can uh, we could spend it on this office so now we're uh, we're living the good life and it's not that expensive
0: hey a couple things I wanted to mention some um, some th- quick things around the internet uh, that I that I've been looking at and a quick tip Uh, before we get into the core section. So uh, one thing is, oh, Chris at uh, My Egg Noodles actually said that he disagrees with some of our points, which actually got me kind of excited because I realize, one of the things I realize is how much of an idiot I am, at least. So, you know, I'm assuming I'm making a lot of mistakes here, and if people can correct me, that's going to help me learn. Part of the reason I'm excited about the live format, actually, is because if I say something whack about WordPress someone can give me that feedback. And we've gotten some great feedback from some guys who are really sharp that listen to the show and say, whoa, whoa you know, your ideas are a little off about this or your guy's SEO sucks because of this. And, and uh, one of the things, Chris from My Egg Noodles, that's a great blog. I definitely recommend it. He mentioned that uh, it's very common now for people, especially uh, in WordPress, it's very simple to set up your permalink or your URL structure so that there's key terms in the title. And right. you can do that by... By setting up your, your permalink settings in, in your WordPress backend, and uh, for example you could do slash ampersand, or not ampersand, percentage postname, percentage slash, and that's gonna automatically pull your postname into your URL structure. And that's good for SEO. Well, one of the things Chris noted to me, and he linked to an article to SEO uh, land, which we'll link to in this podcast show notes. Um, that basically said you can't have, like, a huge proliferation of key terms. You, you want to keep it to a targeted few. And so that means when you, for a lot of people listening to this are WordPress users, so excuse me if you're not, but you can, basically what you want to do is you want to shorten up the amount of key terms that your final URL is to just the most important ones. And what Chris had noted on our podcast, which obviously gets very little development attention um, up until this point, our URL structure was super long, thus kind of watering down the impact that a more targeted URL structure could have. So thank you, Chris, at my Egg Noodles uh, supporter of the show and great blogger. Another thing I wanted to mention is that our tropical MBA recruitment program was mentioned on the ribbonfarm.com blog. And that's very exciting awesome, to me. Very awesome. Site that's that exciting night. to me because I uh, I think that ribbonfarm.com was hands down the best business blog of the year last year. It's just my he, he's an innovative, exciting I would say a thrilling thinker. Works for Xerox, like super bright dude, and uh, just just getting mentioned on his blog was uh, was exciting. So uh, anybody who wants to hear great thoughts about organizational theory. Um, Definitely check out ribbonfarm.com. Today we're going to talk a little bit about visualizing revenues, and that's something that uh, actually Chris from at my egg noodles brought up on his blog. He has a goal to become a millionaire by thirty by the time right? by the time he's thirty, which I think is, is a is a great goal. And so the way that he's visualizing this is that. You know, in order generally, companies. By the way, are Chris, I,
1: I read your blog. You can't even friend me on uh, on. <laughs> Jeez.
0: At anything, Ian? Yeah. Yeah, you've, that's you've, it.
1: You're following Chris, right? I think so. I'm gonna have to check on that, but he'll probably call you, me
0: you, on that. But, yeah. you're an awful, social media guy, man. You're just so old school over there. You just I s- you I send
1: a, out postcards.
0: You have a rotary phone, like plugged up to a microphone, which is plugged into your assistant's computer <laughs> right now, right? I, just I don't so even have a mouse.
1: Mal- I don't even have a cord on my mouse. I don't know how you could accuse me of being old school.
0: Unbelievable. By the way, this show is live right now. Right, we're recording 10 a.m. Manila time. It's 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We've got a phone number which we're going to start to put at the beginning of the show and on the website. If you want to ask questions for the show, just give us a little dialy, dialy. But let me get back to this thing. So he's basically saying he's got a million dollar company on his hands. If he can drive 333 grand to the bottom line in a year. And the reason for that is the rule of thumb for company valuation is three times your bottom line, essentially. As long as you can
1: actually sell it, right? Yeah, I mean,
0: assuming this is a saleable company. We were talking, we're hoping our company could potentially be worth more than a three-time multiple because of its growth rate. You know, so if you can... You know, obviously this is just a rule of thumb. There's a lot of exceptions to this. I mean, Twitter is a great exception. Uh, their their EBITDA is like negative, uh, but they're obviously their valuation is much higher. So in a startup scenario, it's different. But um, also one thing I've noticed, Ian, is that in the internet space, things are much more volatile. So some internet companies can be worth much less than three times their EBITDA because, you know... I think I think that does make sense too because uh you know, we were just looking at for example, plug in ID, the personal development blog, which is pretty yeah. famous, is for sale right now. And uh the seller noted that he would be willing to take, you know, essentially eleven times es- essentially he was talking about one time EBITDA. So a one multiple. Yeah. And I think that makes sense because you can just get sideswiped on the internet. You know, something happens, you uh you cross Google the wrong way and you know, that's like 60% of your traffic and all of a sudden your earnings plummet and you know, it, it can go down like that. The three times thing is something that's a rule of thumb for us though. And I think I just want to tell a quick story about how visualizing revenues can really work.
1: Cause it, we do that. We do the same exercise like every day that Chris did on his post. And so maybe we should uh, share exactly what we do every day with our calculator. <laughs> is that what you're going to share?
0: Well, that's one of the things uh, I'm going to bring up. I mean, when I, it's so important, and all the great, a lot of the great entrepreneurs that I've met, they do this. They, have, they think of these numbers that are just like, so far outside of almost believability for anyone in the room with them that they start to manifest in the most uncanny ways. And when you have that number lodged in your head, you carry yourself differently. Because you know, like, look, if I've got X number in my head, I can't act like a guy who's making Y. I got to act like a guy who's making X and I'm not talking about spending. I'm talking about selling and uh, you have to start thinking of like, well, you know, this product line isn't going to get me there or this brand isn't going to get me there or this kind of work or this kind of staff. I mean, essentially we use this justification to hire uh, our, our designer because I said, look, there's no way that we can reach our goals this year if we don't have a, a full time designer on staff. When I first met Sean Ogle, I remember we were sitting over a bowl of soup in Bangkok. I, he said, so, okay, so uh, hes I think he was, like, pretty amazed that we're just gushing our numbers. But we're, we're numbers guys. We, we, by the way, we plant this number in every employee's head. We, we're not shy about our revenue. We announce it to everybody every four weeks, and we let everyone know. Our conference call is coming up in 20 minutes. Everybody knows that number. Everybody goes to bed at night thinking about that number. They wake up in the morning hearing it from us. I even send order emails that come through our e-commerce outlets to various employees saying, now think about this times five. Think about what that feels like. Think about our ad programs. Think about our copywriting. Think about everything in terms of this goal, this number. I'm sitting there over the soup with Sean, and he's like, all right, so you guys are doing X. And I'm like, but here's the thing. By December, I want our turnover to be this. I remember the look on his face was like, he thought I was crazy, and he I, like immediately <laughs> launched in because he saw this opportunity to like, you know, I gotta shake this guy down. Like he's like, clearly crazy. So he's like, "How are you gonna get there?" And I start going off about like vague. I, I basically start giving him a million different vague opportunities. I'm like, "Well, Ian's talking to this guy, and I'm putting up this thing, and like I think this could work out." And I basically listed off like twelve different ways to get there, but you know, nothing that was fleshed out at all. And he's and looking at like here's
1: the thing is that we had we actually had 25 things that we were working on probably at the time.
0: Yeah, and, it, and I think what he saw was what was actually producing revenue for us at that point and it was clear to everybody that that wasn't going to get us there. So we had to like get moving quick. But, you know, that's what we were focused on because we had that number in our in our heads and you know, one of the things that's, that's really interesting that's happening is that that number is starting to manifest. Um, here we are. What is it? It's, it's, it's April, right? Uh, I was talking. Turnover was over. Yeah. Uh, it's mid-April right now. You know, this conversation with Sean over soup happened in January, and I think I was talking about basically like a three hundred percent growth in our turnover by by December. And well, we're over one hundred fifty percent the way there already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so and it's April. Yeah, and uh, you know, even me and you have arguments about this. I call you up and I'm like, "Man, I'm I'm so I'm so beat up. I just want to quit. I just want to uh, like the 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 beach hut is only like two hour plane ride away, and I'm just gonna sit there and just do mango shakes for like four weeks. <laughs> I and love mango shakes, by the way. Those are my by like, far my
1: favorite <laughs> shake to drink. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you're like, "No way, man! You know this is working. We're getting there. And you're right." When you've got these numbers in your mind, we're seeing this stuff manifest, and it's amazing. It's it's amazing. Well,
1: here here's some of the here's some of the ways the practical ways that we make it happen. Um, you know, two points right off the top of my head. One is I always make myself feel like I'm behind the ball on the revenue. You know what I mean? Okay. I never I never sit back and think, wow, that was a good month. I think, well, that could have been better. I always uh, I always make myself feel like I'm behind the ball on revenue, which is you know probably bad for my health in general, we always, always, always visualize monthly revenue targets. Um, we set revenue targets too. So on the spreadsheet at the end of the month, if we didn't hit our target, w- which was our projected number, it's red, you know, and then we're behind for the year. So everybody knows that.
0: And also, I mean, it's like the last week of the month is a critical one. And I even, I'm even on the phone with our sales rep saying, why aren't we pushing this AR into this month? You know what I mean? Like, I never am at the point where, like, like you said, okay, we beat the target by, say, we beat the target by, you know, a great by twenty-five percent, and then our our employees are are saying, well, you know, we don't really need to push this sale into that month. And I'm thinking, no, 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 <laughs> we do, right? You know, you don't want to give your let yourself have an AR head start on the next month. Uh, for me, it's always about pushing as much revenue, as much paper into the current month, because. That gives you a, a more opportunity to take it to the next level the next month, in my mind.
1: I, I think you're right. When we visualize numbers, too, one of our favorite things to do is to sit around with calculators. I mean, I have like three with me at all times. right? I got one on my phone, one on my laptop, one on my desk, or whatever. So I'm always punching numbers. So I'm thinking, well, if we sell... X amount of units for X amount of dollars, where is that going to put us? And then I think, well, who are we actually going to sell that to? Well, I'm talking to this guy about this and this and this. I mean, we are always punching numbers on the calculator trying to figure out how we're going to get to those revenue numbers.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, they say, you know, what's in your mind is what you're focused on. Today, I got some really crappy emails from some really crappy people about some really crappy deals, you know? I just deleted them. And I'm here with you talking about our revenue goal for this month. And I think that's important. And I know that especially when you work for somebody else, it's easy to get caught up in that stuff. And it's really important that you put those things in your mind. Like, you know, Ian and I aren't just going for these revenue goals because they're just mindless growth. I mean, we've got real lifestyle goals attached to these numbers and so do our employees. I mean, we want big things for our company and for our lives. And those things right now correspond for levels of revenue in our company. And so I'm not going to worry about that crappy email today, Ian. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be thinking about what we can do to get to these numbers and to really enjoy our lifestyle goals. Well, like, for example, I'm going on a yachting trip at the end of the month. <laughs> I'm excited nice. about that. How's that for lifestyle design?
1: Well, that's the thing. I, I really like your point there um, that you just kind of grazed over. And that's that's a that's a big one is that these revenue Goals and numbers aren 't tied to nothing they 're tied to why you know yeah. why do we why do we want to make you know x amount of uh, dollars in December or this year or whatever and and we have legitimate reasons for that, not all of them are business reasons, and I think that that's what makes it a little bit different than than a traditional business for
0: me they're almost one hundred percent lifestyle reasons i mean i want to as a lifestyle concern, I want to be able to serve my customers at higher capacities. I want to make higher level sales. I want to engage in bigger, more important deals. I want to have more personal freedom. I want to do 10 million tropical MBAs and allow 10 million people to to live the lifestyle of their dreams. You know what I mean? Like these are 100% lifestyle goals that, you know, through which our the business is just a vehicle to get to them. And uh, it's the interface, you know?
1: Yeah, I just want more Twitter friends. I mean, <laughs> I got 32, man. I look at your list and I just think, "Wow, what am I doing wrong?" You know.
0: Well, it's just got to hang out, man. You got to hang out and interact with the tweeps. This shit's fun. It's really fun. You know, if, if you don't think it's fun, man, don't force it.
1: Because you're gonna I'm be out there forcing, forcing it.
0: it. I can always tell somebody on Twitter who's just forcing it. It's like a, you know, it's a, a lackluster tweet, uh, a dispassionate tweet. It's no good, man. You got to be right, out man, there well, with passion, passionate. Anybody's tweets. got any
1: advice about how I can? How I can boost my confidence and, and and get some friends, man. Let me know.
0: <laughs> One quick thing. I want to give a quick tip at the end of the episode here. I was talking to my friend the other day, and he was stuck in a rut. And we were talking about, you know, what are the best ways to, to get out of a rut? And there's, there's different things, like, in the short term. I'm not talking about a short-term rut. And there's a lot of things you can do, like 20 push-ups or, you know, cold shower. But I'm talking about a long-term rut. You know, what if you, what if you feel like your life is going the wrong direction? I know this is a, this is a whole freaking episode, but I want to just put this little piece of icing here at the end. We decided on two things. One, figure out and visualize specifically what your ideal day looks like. And the critical thing here is the same thing with these revenue numbers. Don't make excuses for yourself, and don't assume you're a certain kind of person or another, and go hog wild with it. Write down exactly what you want, assuming you've got no burdens, no cost, no nothing. You can just write down exactly what you want, what your heart's desire is. Here's the important thing. That's not good enough because that alone isn't going to get you there. You also need to visualize that day with five hours of work in it, at least. Five good, passionate hours of work. I think this is the critical thing. Because, and the re- I'll tell you the reason I chose five hours, Ian. The reason is, is that if you've got a job right now, you've got five hours to spare every single day. Every yep. single day, you've got five hours to spare. I don't care if you've got eight kids and ten lawns. You can figure it out. You're very smart. If you've managed to find this podcast at the bottom of the iTunes heap, <laughs> you can figure this stuff out. That's why I chose yep. five hours. So you need two things if you want to get out of a long-term rut. The vision of what your exact lifestyle looks like in a pedestrian sense, in an everyday kind of way—not like I want to go to Dubai on a private jet for uh, you know a week or something—but like what happens not a, when you? Not wake... a
1: short-term goal. A, a real sustainable everyday goal,
0: right? Yeah. What do your friends look like? What do they talk about? What do you do when you first wake up? What do you eat? What kinds of things do you do? You absolutely must have work in there, five hours at least. And the reason is is that. You need, to, you need to build value. You, know, you need to build value if you're going to be able you know, to get the things in life that you want. And you, you can't do that by just kind of hanging around. You actually have to build it. Work in the five hours. You know, it's fair and, fair and good enough to visualize your, your, to your heart's con- content. But if you can find your five hours and you look at that five hours and you're like, that would be fun work, just start working. Just start doing it. If that's writing a blog, just start writing. It'll lead to stuff. If that's uh, painting your pictures, start painting. It'll lead to stuff. If it's writing songs, start writing. It'll lead to stuff. I trust me. People that write songs every day for five hours a day for one year straight—they're professional musicians. That's what happens. You know, they're not people sitting around strumming a G chord, wondering where it all went. You know, actually, Ian. <laughs> I'm such a rambler. I'm such a rambler. Just uh, apologies to the person who edits this podcast. It's not me. Um, (laughs) You know, I used to think that I wanted to be a songwriter when I was in college because I looked at songwriters and I thought, wow, they're the most free guys on the planet. I envied that. I envied the fact that he's in Minneapolis one night and Los Angeles the next and meeting new people and all this stuff. And I was like, that's the ideal lifestyle.
1: Yeah, I had a similar
0: vision and we've talked about it before. And the thing that, the problem for me, Ian, was the five hours. I didn't, I could could visualize myself in that lifestyle, like meeting a new person every day and playing my guitar in front of 200 people every night and all that. But I actually couldn't come up with the five hours that I enjoyed. I don't like writing songs enough to do it five hours every day. I just don't like it. it. It makes me feel stupid. I'm not very good at it. Um, it's too hard. Like I just don't, I'm not made to write songs every day for five hours. And therefore I can, I can't be a songwriter. I can't make a lot of value for the world that way. My suggestion to everyone on this, you know, this podcast is if you feel like you're stuck in a rut, find your five hours, just find your five hours and you're going to you just get started.
1: Absolutely. It's going to take some work. I mean, I think it's, it's always going to take some work. It doesn't so. feel like
0: work, you know? Uh, the stuff that we do, our little podcasts and our business and our creative ideas and our traveling and all this stuff—I mean, it's awesome, isn't it? Uh, that's my five hours, man, and it's—it it's, can be a lot more too because I love it so much.
1: Oh yeah, it's definitely more. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, Ian. Thanks for giving me a ring today. I'll see you tomorrow. Talk to you then. Hey, everybody! Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list. Lifestyle business podcast. Go there, get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything